hundred, four mil, seventy mil guarantee. Bro, he deserves it. Bro, you ever watched that YouTube video where it was just like, yo, who's that one dude on your team that you would not want to date your sister? They all said Stefan Diggs. Every single one of them. Hilarious. I'm like, I'm dead. I'm freaking dead, bro. You can't you can't make that shit up. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Stefan Diggs, I'm like, damn. <laughs> That dude's a menace. Hey, I'm so glad the Lakers got eliminated. Yeah, me too. Especially when everyone was just like, yo, they're projected to be number two or like potentially winning the whole Man, thing. Man, y'all couldn't even Wilson. get into a playoff. Bro. Y'all couldn't even get into a playoff game, bro. A play-in, I should say. Play-in game. They couldn't even make it to the yeah, play-in bro, game. That's even, that's even sadder, dog. What we that's talk about? Terrible. What we talk about? Fucking we're talking about, we're, we're talking about how... Yeah. Wait, who? We were talking about the Lakers not oh. even making the play-in game. And it's like they started, they came in the season starting about like, oh, we're potentially going to be the number one, number two, making it into the tournament, like making it into playoffs and potentially winning the whole thing. And buddies couldn't even make it into the play-in tournament. Freaking quacks. Well, yeah, Russell, Le- Russell Westbrook, all that nonsense. LeBron sat, bro. He didn't even play. He twisted the fuck out of his ankle though. Was he is he is he is he that hurt? Like is he, I didn't see what oh, happened. Hey, to look, him. I don't know if he's that hurt. I can never attest to that. But the video looked terrible. Yeah. His fucking ankle was kissing the floor, bro. All I'm saying is LeBron had the worst GM year of his whole career this year. <laughs> he was the worst GM that they could have had right at this point. So He's gonna have to fight. He LeBron's gonna have to fire their head coach, get a new guy, blame it on him, and then bro, try to say it's gonna be Doc, bro. You think you think Doc's gonna leave and come back? Well, that's exactly what they're saying. They were saying like he's a front runner for them, like for sure. The thing is, Doc's not a Doc's not a yes man, bro. He's not gonna be. He's not LeBron's guy. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be like, this is how it does it, or, or you get the lead type shit. So LeBron's at this point right now where he knows, bro, that he has to have like an actual coach that can pl- like coach players around him. Like he can't do everything anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's in this. He's in this role where he's gonna be like facilitating shit. And just try to keep breaking records and all that. You think there's like, a chance he goes back to Cleveland? Unless he's playing with his son. He'll have to rebuild again. I don't think he wants he's to do that. I think he wants to keep son. playing as long as he can until his son comes in. Do one year with his son. Tell him, show him the ropes and how he should like be able to handle this being a professional and then get out. I think that's what he wants I to did. do. That's exactly all he's trying to do at this point. Damn. The writing's been on the wall for a very long time. It's just uh, happening a little sooner than he anticipated. Damn. Yeah, man, big time. Exactly what you were saying. So, like, when it comes down to, like, LeBron doing this thing, I can see him, you know, handling his business. But at the end of the day, it's like, all right, are you trying to win or are you trying to, you know, try to lament some statistics and try to, you know, you're trying to pretend how to be in management. It's not about that. It's about being a winner at the end of the day. So, we we got LeBron. He's sitting up there all the time ever since he got there promising them championship after championship. You know what I'm saying? Like, We're going to get one, two, three. I mean, it was four, basically the five, same six energy. championships in Miami. What up, baby? That's what I'm saying. It was the same energy, and he's just not delivering. I mean, he got them the one in the bubble. I mean, everybody shits on that year, but I don't care. Bro, the bubble doesn't count. Bubble doesn't count. That does, that's bullshit. Championship is a championship. I yeah, mean, hey, you have a championship where setting. everyone's worried about COVID and certain. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was a weird setting, but I mean, if you play to win the game, you know what I'm saying. Like, so, what does he got? He's got four rings right now, right? I think he has like he's like three or four. 
It's definitely it's not. He won it's, one it's, with it's, Cleveland, it's, right? It's either and four then, like, or five. Two in Miami. He got he got two. Mm-hmm. He's got two in Miami. One in L.A. One in Cleveland. I know that for a fact. So that's four. what I'm saying. Does yeah, he got a definitely. sneaky fifth? I don't. He think might so. have a sneaky fifth, but I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Okay. No, all right. No, he doesn't. So yeah, he only got four, bro. Okay, so he, he only four. has four. You're right. Yeah. All right. But I mean. It, it the big thing uh, like I feel like the big thing that was always against LeBron was especially in the Jordan versus LeBron argument was always like for the longest time he had two championships three championships Jordan has six and now LeBron's got four and if he's able to sneak out one more maybe now he's got five and then whether he leaves with five or he can somehow what, what if he even caught Jordan potentially caught Jordan right doesn't matter you don't you don't think it matters to me, to me, it doesn't matter either. Michael Jordan, to me, will always be the best basketball player of all time. And right. to be completely honest, um, I, I know a lot of people give me shit for this. I'll actually put Kobe Bryant at my number two before I put LeBron. I'll put LeBron at number three. Um, I, I, would say, I, I would say Kobe's a better competitor than LeBron. I mean, statistically, I would say LeBron is probably better. Who wants to drive to win? Who wants to build but Col- you know, that future? That's all you do, the greatest of all time. time. Like exactly. That's what the debate should be. Right. Nothing else. I don't give a fuck about the stats. How many rings do you have? Like, that's the whole it, reason why we play this game, right? Every season. And, and if I asked you, like, because I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go ahead and say that Kobe's better than Jordan. I'm not going to do that. But I'll say, like, no. between yeah. LeBron and Kobe, if I had to say, like, just look at the the player, like who they are, what they did, what they accomplished, who reminds you more of Michael Jordan, LeBron James, or Kobe? Oh, Kobe, hands down, of course, hands Kobe. down. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I, for me, I think that that's a big part of it. Like, I give him that slight edge. I mean, LeBron's a good guy. Granted, right? I mean, everyone talks about LeBron's personal life versus Jordan's personal life, and obviously LeBron's done a lot of, you know, Jordan's done a lot of sketchy things in his personal life versus. LeBron and LeBron has he's a school like sending guys to college oh, and this, that, and the other thing. And it makes him look like a good guy because, yeah. believe it or not, when it comes to MVP, when it comes to this, people worry about if he's a good guy or not. That's a huge thing. It's not even about them being basketball players. That's they care so about crazy. if he's a good guy. And Do you understand how crazy that sounds? It's crazy. It's not, it should not be a factor at all. No. But because he's a good guy, we're going to give him more votes, type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So it gives a damn if you're exactly, a good player. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So they give a damn if you're a good player, as long as you're a good guy and you can put up some stats and maybe win a championship here or there. My guy did a, a three-peat, dog. A three-peat. Yeah. He never got swept in the fight. He never lost a finals. First off, Jordan has never lost the finals. That's right. And then on top of that, I can never put LeBron up there, bro, because of the fact that he got swept in the finals, and he I don't got, care. Who, I don't care what team. I don't care how many kids you put in the cars. Yeah, Fuck that. I agree. You feel what I'm saying? Like, no, I can never put someone as the greatest of all time getting <laughs> swept in the fucking finals. How how ludicrous does that sound? Like if you actually sat down and thought about that, like yeah, my greatest players of all time got swept in the finals. How could you ever say anything? Nope. He didn't win one game in that. Not one. Crazy. You can't I'm get swept, bro. Yeah, I'm all set on that. But I will say, I will call it like it is. I do think LeBron, from a physical standpoint, is the most gifted 
athlete that's ever oh without played, a doubt basketball. You know worked I mean? out before being yeah, a professional yeah. unlike jordan who didn't start working out until his second year in the pros like right I so mean, especially when I you go. consider like how my go do you see why he's my goal yeah. the second year and like i i guess i have to i like, guess yeah. i'll start working out <laughs> you know what yeah, i'm saying right? like i guess i'll work at it i love that i absolutely love it but so no i i'll say that i think i think you know those three people will be debated for a long time. And I think there's a few other people that their names will find their way into the mix. Um, but I think for me, those are the big three. So. Oh yeah. That's always going to be the top three. I don't even know who I'll put on fourth. Like I can't even say like Kareem, I put Kareem. But but the the reason why I said I can't say that is because I never got to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like we never saw it like live. I mean, so he was the all-time scorer and won court? crazy championships, like, you know, doing his thing back in the day. Like, but that's so, what I'm saying. I'm saying. He just got surprised I, by LeBron. I'm just saying like, mine right now. Like, I actually saw, like, Jordan playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember yeah. watching 98-99, like, five years old, but I still remember watching that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like, I can attest because I saw some of it, but right. I can't put Kareem up there. You know what I'm saying? I can't put, like, Bill up there. Can, can, but who I can, who I can put for my number four, I've seen some wild ass shit. Yeah. Got to give it up to Steph Curry. That's the guy. Right, hey, man, I've had a good time. I'm logging off now. We don't need, we don't need to do the rest of this call. I'm, I'm bro, already disgusted. Bro. I'm about to puke right now. It's terrible. Bro, of all time, that motherfucker can't miss. He's I'll put him number five. I'll put him number five because he, because the thing about Steph Curry is, I'm with, when I'm with you in this one point, he created generation of shooters. He changed a whole generation of people. It's not just he came My in point. being good. He created the. This is the Steph Curry generation for Gen Z. Forget millennials. This is the Steph Curry generation, and I understand that. But I'm not My putting point. him in number four. I'm putting him number five. I'm gonna give Cream his dozen just because people don't like Cream doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't deserve Nobody to be. Nobody said they didn't like Kareem. All that I said was I never got to see him play, so I can't put him on mine. All you right, so I, hold on. I I got two players that I want to throw into the mix here. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead. One of them I think has to go down is you know, and maybe we're a little biased here because we're in Boston, but I think one of them has to go down is maybe one of the best competitors of all time, right? And that's I'll, I'll say I think Larry Bird should be in like the top seven discussion. Right. I'll put him in like I'll put him in like the five right. to seven spot, right? Someone who I think could make a strong contention for number four, Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. I think Shaquille O'Neal is one of the most physically dominant athletes in any sport at any point in time. When Shaquille was in his prime, not only was that man do, taking the ball coast to coast, full court, right? Like he's he, he could play any position, but when that dude got the ball down low, there wasn't a single dude in the league that could put a body on him, or rebound him, stop him. You see highlights of him just manhandling teams, manhandling him. He's got rings to back it up. I mean, he has I, broken backboards to back it up. But like, yeah. like honestly, yeah. like we talk about LeBron being a physical specimen. Like Shaq, might Shaq is like right up there, in my opinion. How many dudes that are that big? That physically dominant can take the ball coast to coast, like you coordinated that coordinator, like bro, coordinated that big, bro, crazy, absolutely crazy, bro. You know how much coordination and how much work you actually move like the bro, and he's doing everything. Yeah, we want to talk about a good guy doing all this shit. This motherfucker was rapping. 
and movies. And acting, acting, he's just yeah. damn, dog. You know what I'm saying? Bro, Space, like, Jam, yeah. Space Jam 2 sucked. I want to watch Shazam, baby. <laughs> he had his own video game. He had his own video That's game. That's what I'm Jack saying. Too. Like, dude was on another level. So I, I see what you're talking about. And I believe he was the only big man MVP who was also the leading scorer. Um, Something crazy. Whatever like year. Yeah, yeah. Whatever year that was. But I remember I actually saw that stat yesterday. That's insane, bro. Yeah. And he, you know what? If I'm not mistaken, he got at least. <laughs> Four rings, right? Because I know he has, he had three in LA, right? Three or four? Was it four in LA or three in LA? He had, he had three in LA. I don't remember. How many did Kobe? How many? I believe he he had one in Miami. Miami, right? But so it's it's at least he won one. He won one in Miami with D uh, with uh, D Wade. Just the one, right? right. I think he did. He not win one on the bench with the Celtics. I don't. No. I don't think he was on that Celtics. It was a year after. Or he was after. on the Celtics, but I don't know if he won one. Yeah, it was like a year. After. Yeah, it he was, was a year or two after. He was after. I think. Uh, so I'm curious. In L.A., right? Did how many did Kobe win post Shaq? He won two, right? Post Shaq, two. So that's okay. Why he so had, right, uh, five. he had five. Right. Okay. So all right. So Shaq has four. So Shaq has four. So that's still he has just as many rings as LeBron. I would say in many ways he's just as physically impressive. Like especially like you know he, it, he won in 2000, 2002, 2001, 2006. There okay. you go. He there has it four. is. Oh, there it is. But if you look at that span, that's four in like a span of like six or seven years, right? That's called being the greatest of all time. That's, you're absolutely right. I can dominant. understand where you put them at number four. Yeah, because to do all that in that decade, like that's wild. Right. Like, yeah. I don't understand. I don't think people understand how hard it is to be that coordinated at seven two, like three hundred plus pounds. Like that's wild, bro. I, but hey, yeah. shout out to Shaq. Who's your uh, Who's your number five? I want to hear this one. So number five. Number five is tough. Um, I'm actually really conflicted. I I want to either say uh, Magic Johnson or Kevin Durant. Honestly, I was gonna say if you didn't say Magic Johnson, we, I was gonna we say were Katie. done. Because honestly, if you're gonna put Larry Bird up there, him and Magic were probably the well, two no, no, guys no, no. I said, like I, 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 I said, I was throwing Larry Bird's name out there. He didn't make the top five. You said seven. You right. said Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah seven. Like you were six, asking seven. for number six. Oh, you asked for number five. I think. Yeah. I think yes. you said six. No, 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 five. Yeah, I, I see, and that's what I'm saying. I, I see where you're going with the Kevin Durant pick, and that was gonna be my five to like round it all out. You know what I mean? Just because, once again. He's seven foot one and can shoot from anywhere, create space whenever, right. gets to the bucket whenever he wants. And you know what I'm saying? He's pretty damn good at assisting that ball, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think we're ever going to see anyone like Kevin Durant ever again. And we've been spoiled to see him for this long, right. putting up this greatness. He's been talking this shit lately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I I implore him from talking that shit because if you go back and everybody's a stat person now, you go back and look at the stats, he was putting up shit, doing numbers that no one else ever done for their franchise. Yeah. Coming in at such a young age. So, yeah, of course, talking about two teams should retire my shit, goddamn right they should retire his shit. He yeah, earned yeah, it. He yeah. put that work in. He still got the burners. That's the funniest thing about him. Facts. He does. Psychopath. It will never like go away, but like that motherfucker is good and he backs his shit up. So yeah. I put KD at my five. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. That's mine. 
I, I think we agree for like a, the majority of the, you know, the the top seven. Yeah, he, I, he, I wants to put, he wants to put Kareem Abdul uh, Jabbar up there, bro. I put Kareem. I put Kareem, Kareem at four, Kareem man. Kareem at four. I want, all right, that one, guy is one of the guy, the all time, all time big man, all time scores, all time this, that, and the other thing. Not the smartest dude in the world, not the most liked. But he got the job done from the Lakers back in the day. He, man. he, he, he did get the job done. One of the things I'll say though is that when he was playing, like I, I get how good he was, but height was a little more rare back then. Like you know what I mean? Exactly. Like seven footers weren't just Roman. Like like you know you got I mean, teams stash seven footers the, on the bench nowadays. Like I mean, if you want to take genetics into the in the fact, it's like saying that Will Chamberlain wasn't a phenomenal individual just because he was a little bit more athletic than everybody and a little bit taller. Like, come on now, you can only do so much what you can, and at that time, he was the best player. Well, no, but it's 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 like the same reason when like I hear like stats for for any sport, and they name some dude who was like a milkman back in the fifties, and he also played in like the MLB, or like he was like a yeah, he caught this many passes, or he struck this many people. I'm like, bro, like that doesn't that shit doesn't count. You know what I mean? That's like I'm like I, <laughs> that shit doesn't count. I'm like those records are that's, like that is just but for show. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they don't they don't mean nothing. You know? So you you like, know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm I'm like, dude, no. This is like these little these dudes like five eight like five nine like oh he's, oh he's amazing yeah like he's dude the best no. I've ever seen <laughs> so like all right yeah. man you got that yeah so no. wait Gordon he's your four who's your five I said Steph Curry was my five Steph is at your five Steph is my five Steph is at your five there's yeah. definitely something to be said for being the best shooter of all time no no by far and he broke it so early in his career and with so many less games. And like I said, like I said, everyone's trying to shoot like Steph. Everyone's trying to be in that different level. He made a generation. He deserves to be a top five basketball player of all time. All right, question for you guys. Uh, yeah. Who is somebody that's playing right now that, you know, is still in kind of either the beginning or prime of their career that has a chance, you know, 20 years from now, if we would have this conversation again, has a chance to have their name mentioned in it? Right now, that's a young and up-and-coming player. Right, and I'm not even saying there necessarily is somebody who's on that path, but, like, if okay. there was somebody that you could think of that, you know. I got one player for you. Okay. I got one player for you. I would not, I'm would not. i not going to say he's going to be one of the best players of all time. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say he's going – he's already kind of dominant while coming off the bench, and eventually when he comes into his own and actually figures out how he should be even better than who he is today. Yeah. Miami's own Tyler Hero, bro. That dude is something else, bro. You I'm think telling Tyler you, 20 Hero points has... off the bench. 20 points off the bench. He's a phenomenal asset. You've seen it in the playoffs before from him. Offensively, he's an absolute stud. Eventually, he's going to leave Miami because they already have their set, unless Jimmy Butler decides to take another team. He's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to be dropping 25, 30 points a game. You know why? Because that's how that's, he deserves to be on the court. He's not on the court as much as everybody else. That's the difference. Wait, wait, but you you think he has the potential to be like an all time great, like a top? No, 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 no. That's so what I'm saying. That, that's I'm his not saying question. all time. I'm just talking about somebody. No, but that's, that's his question. Yeah, man. That's like exa- we're gonna talk about twenty years from now. If we're talking about someone twenty years from now, you're pretty much an all time great. Like think about every single person that we just mentioned. Jason Tatum. Lane, bro, Jason bro, Tatum. hasn't played in like thirty years. All right, Jason, Ta- oh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum counts. That yeah, you can say Tatum. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see that one. He's on the on becoming. He's just the one that championship, and he'll be lamented already. Like bro, 
Okay. He's got that. He's got that Kobe energy on him. He just got to figure it out. Him and Jay Brown are crushing it. I got one for you. All right, I go ahead. It's it's gonna be Luca, bro. It's gonna be Luca Doncic. I he's love that. Do I love the people that. of Dallas love Luca. The people of Dallas love him. I never watch any of the fucking Mavericks games because obviously when I'm the region, when I'm close up all that. But when they played the Celtics, dude was he was shaking and baking. And I mean, like the passes that we like see like on Sports Center, Barstool, whatever we're looking at, whatever platform we're looking at. It was amazing to see, like, in that split second, but to see it in real time, in an actual game, how effortless he was just getting the dime off or just faking out the pass and just uh, finishing the fucking bucket himself, it was pretty amazing. They need to get more uh, bigs around him, I feel like, and then he could actually start winning championships, doing the scoring titles, blase ball, whatever he needs to do. But I believe... Even 20 years from now, we'll still be talking about Luca because that, that boy is amazing. See, I'm I'm with you, Steve. I'm a hundred percent with you. I I thought they were gonna be next level when they got Porzingos. Because why? Because Porzingos was that guy right. at the next. And then they had issues with him because Phil Injury, right? Phil Jackson was their head coach and they were having issues or something like that. Remember that? And then it was like, all right, we gotta get rid of him because they, they wasted his talents. He was so hot in the Knicks. And then they lost, they wasted his talents and he went there. Everyone thought they would be the dynamic duo. It'd be freaking Porzingis and Luca. And it just didn't go like that. Porzingis was the shell of himself. And unfortunately, he fell off. But Luca, Luca doesn't go out and compete. He goes out and he's playing basketball. That you right. know, you know what the difference is? It's like when I'm going in there and I'm playing my hardest to score a good 15, 20 points to be able to help my team out. Bro, he's going out there for fun. He's literally like playing games with the crowd, throwing up thirty yeah. points because he's exactly. so it's so natural. Like I one of I, I swear I saw one game right. He was like just smiling around, dribbling a guy. He looks somewhere, but bang bang, and he tosses it in. And he's like and he's backing up as if like it's the easiest thing in the world. Like it's like Steph Curry taking a three. He knows he's gonna go in, but Lucas is like he's one of the most confident foreign players I've ever seen. He's unreal. It's yeah, a more acrobat in him. You know what I'm saying? That helps that he's yeah. about six seven as well. You know that's that's exactly why. I feel like we're really going to be talking about, bro, 20 years from now. I like that question. Who, who's yours, though? Uh, your honestly, yeah, I, I actually, and I love Luca. And to be honest, that might be the best one. The guy, the guy that I had written down uh, is John Morant. I John. love yeah. John oh, Morant. He is an explosive oh. individual. He reminds me of a uh, a more competent oh. Westbrook because of how athletic he is. He remind me of E. Rose when I first saw that moment. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I hear he's, bro, he was the living definition of D. Rose back in the day. When you just couldn't stop him, when that knee was good, you couldn't tell D. Rose shit, bro. And that's exactly what I see in Jaw. So uh, a little bit more. You know what I mean? He has a little bit more pop in him, too. And that's what I like about him. I feel that one. I like that pick. So I, I I just want to double check too. Okay, because he he's six three. I didn't know if he was a little taller. Um, 
he almost I, I know Kobe was like six six, six seven, but yeah, he reminds he like, me he reminds me a little of Kobe. I don't know, dude. He just has like a killer instinct. Like remember young Kobe was explosive as hell. Like he could score right. from anywhere on the court. Like he he was just always wowing you with like his like his athleticism and like what he was doing. Like that I don't know. That's what that's what Jaws doing. I guess I kinda like you, you know, D Rose did it in like a similar way and kind of like a different like you know, body type. Yeah. Stuff, and that, then do you see why I said like he was like a little bit of D Rose to me? Yeah. But yeah. Raw has a little bit more pop to him. Yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he has a little bit more bounce in his, uh, his step, I guess. His, uh, his flair with the passes is something different too. Yeah. And that's what makes him like really likable with the crowd and everything. Like, right. Household name in less than a year. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to get that boy props. I do. Yeah, I, I I really like him, and I I think like if he's ever able to either if that franchise is ever able to like continue to take that next step and become like a a successful long term team, almost like Golden State did, right? Like they get, Golden yeah. State kind of made themselves into a big market team. Like for the longest time, they they were not like absolutely you know you know what i mean they were like a nobody in the nba and they made themselves to a big market team like if some you know if he can make uh if he can make them into a big market team out there like that would in memphis tennessee that's that that would be something that would be something no. but even even if he doesn't even if it's not in memphis even if he goes to a big market that's what i'd like to see i'd like to see uh i'd like to see him winning in a big market for sure. But but the thing is he's in the, I feel like he's in the best situation right now because I don't know if you guys seen the stat. He missed about 23 games yeah. and that span his team went 20 and 3 while everybody else's star player went out and they had just like abysmal records. I'm talking about 11 and 30. I saw 1.6 and 25. Like just just records like that like where your team can't even hold you down. And you don't even know anybody else's name on the other team, yeah, yeah, per se. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that that's a problem. But he has actual assets around him. So when he is down and out, like he is, his teammates can come up and, and rally to get that shit going. And I feel like if he can stay there, Memphis could go big time. They could be on a level where they could be like Golden State. They're in the West, too. Yeah, they're in the West. Yeah, they're, they're definitely uh, competing in the West. So, like, that could be another thing. The Western Division is tough as fuck already, and we all know that it always gets harder every single year. I mean, oh, yeah. without a doubt, he's one of the most exciting players in the NBA right now. Right. I'm talking about exciting. He's just like absolutely like you know when even no matter what the record is, people were going to go to Memphis games to see John Morant, whether they're playing the Celtics or whatever. Even though they know they're going to lose. They're gonna come see him because they want to see John Morant throw it on somebody type shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, this time. All right. So yeah, <laughs> I, 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 the NBA honestly, uh, it's it's interesting right now. I think we're in a good place. Um, I think like we're getting to a point in the NBA where like, you know, we obviously have like a whole generation like that whole like two thousand three, two thousand five like era like draft class that came in and like, you know, we're starting to see them kind of, you know, come to the end of their careers. Well, and, you know, you wonder yeah. what the, the future of the league is going to be like, but I think it's in a good spot right now. I think there's a lot of good young dudes in the league. Like it looks, yeah, like, the league is in great hands. You know what uh, I mean? Especially we're having that 75th year um, celebration that got going on where yeah. you see, you know, the past greats, now the present. Uh, you could definitely tell like even those generations are, are, mixing and gelling so you you know it's going to be in a good spot and the competition level has obviously gone up tremendously skill level oh yeah way 
way past whatever they were doing back in the day. So, yeah, we're, we're in a good spot where it comes to the NBA. For sure. And we're also seeing, like, the development of, like, a new kind of player, which is, like, this, you know, 6'10", 7-foot, you know, swingman who can, you know, bang threes. He can, he can dribble. He can ball handle. He can pass. Like, you know, so... This is, uh, yeah. you know, so it's 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 a new generation of uh, of players coming into the game, and I th- I, th- I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, keeping it with basketball, we just wrapped up March Madness. I uh, I gotta say, I'm heartbroken, Ugh. absolutely heartbroken, that my Blue Devils went out the way they did against North Carolina, and I I want to talk about that game real quick. All right, because that it's a Final Four game. And I think it was probably is, is it fair to say that in what is arguably actually I don't even think it's arguably I think it is the biggest rivalry in college basketball. I think it's one of the biggest rivalry in all of college sports, if not the biggest. Like so, I think like I, 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 it's one of the biggest. That, come on, now. but that's what I was gonna say. Like when it comes to all right, when we think of NCAA, right? When we think of college basketball, yeah. I mean college football. We can name pretty much, I think, like, 20, 25 teams are, like, big rivals that we're like, oh, that one's going to be a good one. Right. But when it comes to NCAA basketball, that's the only one that comes to my mind. There's Guys. no other rival game that that even comes close because I don't exactly. know any. Guys, just stop. You know what I'm just, saying? Just, just, just Who, stop the side conversation. What you tell got? Us. What do you, what do you stop got? this due diligence. Tell us. Stop this blasphemy. What we all understand, and I know you're agreeing with me. I'm not going against you, Steve. I'm telling you right now. Oh, okay. there, are a lot, there are a lot of great basketball rivalries. Like Michigan-Michigan State's a phenomenal rivalry. That's a good one, yeah. They got yeah. BC versus... There's, there's a lot of good rivalries. Yeah. ACC, S, I mean, granted, no one cares about ACC basketball except for this year. Um, there's a lot of Big Ten, like Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, a lot of good rivalries. You you know UCLA, USC. It's a bad, it's a big one too. But from a historical standpoint, from the beginnings of time, USC versus no UNC versus Duke is by far one of the oldest rivalries of all time, right? And you got to think about it. What more suiting for Coach K? I don't even want to say his full name. At this point, he lost. I don't want to. He doesn't deserve for me to say his full name. He it was regular season. He lost to the boys in the Carolina blue. You know what? You guys are lucky. I'm not wearing my Carolina blue shirt. I wore it so many times this last week. I had to wash it because it smelled like victory. I had to wash it because of that last game. That last game, I had to wash it. It's gross. But. He came. He comes into the last season of the game. He says, "You know what? We're gonna stomp these boys because they're nothing." And I, you know what? I understand. I've been watching them all season. I don't, don't think he. Wait, hold on. I don't think he said that. Hey, 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 hey! Whether he says it verbally or whether he's thinking of it, I understand Coach Kane's mentality. He goes in everything, every single game, no matter how big you are. I think he's gonna stomp them. You know why? Because Coach K, as much as I don't want to give him credit, he's a winner. So he's going in. Think he's gonna stomp these. Stomp this UNC team who is, you know, historically this year not been that great. What happens? They pull up on them. You know what they did the entire time? Pick and roll. You watch that entire game. They lived and died by the pick and roll. They didn't do anything else, and they couldn't handle it. Franchero, the number one pick, couldn't handle the pick and roll. The whole keel, one of their top three guys on there, couldn't handle the pick and roll. You know why? Because UNC found who they were supposed to be, and they did it. And they were able to take that all the way to the Final Four where they were able to meet Koke again. And they sent him on his merry way 
send him on his little, you know, he wants to go on a merry little way back to retirement. You know why? Because that's where he needs to be. He, he is done. He's complete. Right, so, so, all right. So, look, first off, I, I guess my my first question is, in that, we just said it's one of the longest, like, biggest rivalries in all of college sports. The only one I know yeah. for basketball. Right, exactly. Is yeah. it was that the biggest game in the rivalry's history? And keep in mind too, that was also the first game that they've ever met in the tournament against each other. Their his, their storied history, all those years. Oh, all, if all that's success. the case, then yeah. most definitely. Right. If that's the case, most definitely. So to see that man packing for his last season ever. Yeah, most definitely. So I saw tweets from fans that said we can lose every single game the rest of my life to Duke, and I would not care. Do you know how yeah. deep it is to actually say that as a diehard yeah. UNC fan going oh, yeah. against Duke? Just because you wanted to see that man get the fuck out. Not only did you do it once, you did it twice. 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 So that's okay. So this that, is really this is as a UNC fan, and you know I went to school in North Carolina. I've been in Franklin Street. And I understand the depths. Honestly, I feel like I understand, but they still feel like that us people that are not from there don't understand. Right, right. This was the greatest year in UNC basketball. We out a championship because we beat Coach K on his last regular season game and his last game ever. That's- Just so you know that all UNC fans, they, they've won this year. It doesn't matter if they didn't win. They won already. I'm just saying. Last game ever, you send them packing in the final four. Damn, whatever happens after that. But we'll get to that debacle of a 20 point lead that they had soon. Ankles, ank- that court was fucked up. Ankles, guy was about to have a heart attack. Man, it got a forearm to the freaking face three times. He was concussed as the first half. So, so okay, sorry. all right, look. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry, sorry. I, what? I guess we already here, bro. No, but hey, look, here, here's what I'll admit right now. I'll, in. I actually, uh, so I think that I'm a rare case because most people, I feel like when you, when it comes to Duke, North Carolina, I feel like most people aren't impartial, right? Not saying there aren't people out there that aren't like aren't impartial, but most people, it's a very polarizing thing. You either like love Duke and hate North Carolina or you love North Carolina and hate Duke, right? Like that's like the majority of people. Like, you know what I mean? I'm in a situation where like, I've loved Duke. I love, love, love Duke. Die hard Duke. But- I don't hate North Carolina at all. And I actually loved this year's North Carolina team. Like, those dudes were – like, that starting five. Oh, my God. Big Pot was holding Oh, down. my God. Bro, I have so much respect oh my God. for the – Since the uh, lead, I, started, I started watching them play. I was like, damn, I oh. like how this dude plays. That he was got a, the fucking championship game. Yeah. That was a guy. tough, hard nosed group of dudes that played for North Carolina. Ooh, and you know what? They were, they were not a deep team. If you so from from the Duke game on from the first Duke game that the sorry, the second Duke game of the year, but the first time they beat them at Cameron yes. Indoor right before the tournament, right? Okay. Uh from that point onward, they played a six-man rotation the entire they, no, rest well, of the they, way. It's more of like a seven-man rotation. They're number twenty-two. They're number twenty-two. So he only. He, oh boy, he got in. He yeah, got in. He got Johnson, in. It was it was Cam Johnson's brother, Caleb Johnson, yeah. and then number twenty-two dude who came from like defensive standpoint. Right, but, but yeah, exactly. continue, continue, like, continue. No, but that, that that's when he like trickles up. I, I feel what you're you saying. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. dude only came in like in like injury or foul trouble situations. He was not a part yeah, of the. Yeah. Rotation, you know what I mean? Like, I get that, and I get and that. even no. even even uh 
even Johnson wasn't like a major part of the rotation. He was like a push, you know, break glass in case of emergency, like bringing a six man off the bench. Like right. they, there right. were a bunch of games since then where like they played full halves with just their starting five. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that was not a deep team. So for them to do what they did, that just shows like how good, like, and how well coached they were and how that starting five came together. And like, they really were super talented, super talented. And they, they just, but beyond that, I think they were tough, man. They were like, that was a tough team. Like you said, like they, they, really they played it, through man. injury. They got physical. Like they, they got after they just gonna hang. That, that team was stacked. Kansas was fucking stacked this year. Um, that boy Remy Martin came alive in the second half. I don't know if he took a shot of Remy Martin at the half, but something was. He took like three, a little bit more than Cardi B, though. That's shit, a fact. Was, shit was clicking. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and shout out to them for for getting it done. But I'm still kind of disappointed that they couldn't hold on to that lead, man. That that would have been something. That would have been the perfect let me, season. Let me for tell you. North let me Carolina. tell you something. Let me tell you something. Sure. You know what? If it was from a health standpoint, if everyone was on point. UNC could have held that off and taken it, right? You got Armando Baycott, who already rolled his ankle the game before. Two days. Two days. And, and you know, at a certain age, when you when we were in high school and we were playing basketball, you could tie your shoes up tight and run back. But when you're in college, and you know this, even the smallest injury that you don't think is that big of a deal becomes a big deal when you're playing big times. And so what happens? He rolls his ankle for the second time, can't even walk on it. Caleb Love, who's doing everything in his heart to like try to figure out how to start this offense again, rolls his ankle, was trying to hop off and said, nah, fuck it. Continue to hobble the rest of the game. Manic took a full, took a freaking tricep to his face. And I don't, I don't know if people actually looked at it or have seen people in concussion protocol, but he literally was looking around like he had no idea where he was. And I'm like, that's crazy. And then Caleb, Caleb Johnson was the guy that he became, Manic was supposed to be the X Factor. Caleb Johnson became the X Factor. He ignited the boys to come back and started making a run. That's why they were down by 10 points at one point. Guy has not, like you said, he does not play that many minutes. And he literally looked like he was having a heart attack. Like he was grabbing his heart, about yeah. to pass out, spitting on the ground. And so it's like you had the four guys that were supposed to make the biggest difference. And RJ Davis is kind of like whatever. And all of a sudden, like, you know, you fall to pieces. If the teams were even, because if you look at that first half, that Ochaya. Uh, whatever his name is, was getting bullied by freaking Baycott because Baycott, at the end of the season and in the playoffs, learned how to be a big guy, figured it out, and was showing him the way of the Warrior. And all of a sudden, then next you know, what happens? The game, we're down by two. We finally made it back. Manic is now to be the big guy because – and you know Manic's not a good big guy, but that's all they have from a talent standpoint. They didn't have that depth like Justin was saying. And so, obviously, Ochai was like, oh, easy pickings. Threw six quick ones real quick. What do you expect? Can't do anything at that point. And like I said, they, they've known what they had this season was special, regardless if they won or not. But the icing on the cake would have been to win that championship. Um, they just got to go out and recruit. If they want to get back to the level of, hey, this is UNC, Tar Heels, baby, baby blue. Like, this is a place you want to be because we are a historical team. We are a historical college. Um Mike went here, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you have to put on, you have to represent in that aspect. But um, once again, shout out to Kansas. Them, them boys were just ready, and they had a lot more depth. Their coaching was outstanding to come from behind that much. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah, I, I got to say, one thing that really drives me crazy, because, like, 
you know, I think as a, as a fan back home, when you're watching, you can sense the momentum shift, right? You can sense oh, when, yeah. like, you know, some, you know, the, the game just starts to swing and when a team is in trouble, right? And you got those timeouts there. And the thing that I've never understood is why coaches sometimes wait so long and let teams go on such a large run before calling that timeout and, <clears throat> and slowing things down. Because, like, at a certain point, once the momentum gets going – you know, if it's up to a certain point, like even the timeout, like doesn't do too much. So, you know, it, it, it. Think of it. So think of it like you're a parent, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you want your child to succeed, but you know that you can't give him or her everything every step of the way. They're going to have to figure some things out like us growing up. You know what I'm saying? Give us opportunity and chances to show that we can come back. Just the, just like the situation they found themselves in, it sucks because you want to call that timeout so bad, right? I, I've experienced it myself this past season. I want to call a timeout so bad, just be like, hey, let's get in here, let's talk here. But you have to know and realize at some point they're going to have to grow up. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have to find a way. They're going to have to figure out something to stop this momentum that's going against them. So Let's say have so much more. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to call it, but you you would hope it wasn't going to be that late. So I understand what you're saying in that point. Definitely should have called it a little bit sooner. But as a coach, like, that's some real shit. Like, you want your team to embrace whatever they're going through, good or bad, especially the bad, so they can have some resilience, you know what I'm saying, if they find themselves in a situation like this again. Once again, it's a championship, but you're just trying to give them that leeway, if that makes any sense. It. It it makes a hundred percent sense. I like. I guess. I guess that's kind of. There's. I guess there's the two sides of the coin, right? There's that one where it's like you give them the leeway and you let them try to be resilient and fight through, like you know, kind of handle their 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 best push and weather the storm, so to speak, right? But then I I could also look at it, and make a case that say, okay, just from like a pure strategic strategic standpoint, right? Like I look at it in terms of like math, momentum, all that shit. Like if I got a fifteen point lead, like hey. If this swings to like another like four or five unanswered points, bang, quick timeout. I have a play in my back pocket that I'm drawing up that is we've used in the past that is like almost, you know, not guaranteed, but is more likely than not we will get a score or scoring opportunity off of it, right? And try to level out what just happened right there and get some momentum back, you know. Call don't let don't let them get rolling and get yourself kind of back on track. So I like I could, I could see both kind of working to be completely honest. I guess it just depends on as a coach, you got to make that decision in the moment, like what's best for the team right now. But it's, right. you know, you, it's tough. And like you said right there, like you have to know your team though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you have to know what kind of what kind of group that you're leading. Right. Can these guys actually come back? If I if I call this timeout right now, would that shoot their confidence down? Well, they think I, I don't trust them to like get back. So when we do come out, they should have called on timeout. They should have, and that's what I'm saying. Like you don't want to do that to to your your team at that point because you want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But goddamn, Cincinnati, we got to get right, and, and that part didn't happen. And and you know, and one other quick thing too is here's one other thing I noticed out of North Carolina. Um, and I actually I, I so I watched the game with with my dad and brother and I turned to them cause it, you know, at the end of the first half. And if you go back and watch the game, um, 
North Carolina kind of when they went on that run and got up to like sixteen their sixteen point lead, they took their foot off the gas for like the last like two minutes of the half, and that included that dude number twenty two that we were saying isn't never part of the rotation or not normally part of it coming in for Brady Manic, and they brought Brady Manic off, who's like you know offense right. key player right, and he sat like the last like two three minutes of that first half in the lead you know. At that point, North Carolina was on like a crazy unanswered run, and they had built the lead up to 16. And instead of taking all the momentum into the second half and potentially trying to build that lead to like a 20-plus like lead, they kind of took their foot off the gas. They blew a couple opportunities. They got sloppy. They made a substitution. And then they went into the half up 15. And not to say that like, you know – I get they made a nice shot at the end of the half to get it to get it back from I think it was twelve back up to fifteen. But basically, is you know I I looked at my dad and brother and I was like, damn, like they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit. Like if they if if Kansas makes a comeback, like this is the type of shit where like you have a team like down on the ground, you got your foot in their throat, and you don't you don't squash it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they 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 fucked the bag on that one, and that's like I said, some growing pains. And, and they know next time, hey, we're in this position again. We're going to go for fucking blood. You see blood in the water, fucking attack. And right. they didn't execute that part. But that's, like I said, it's a growing pain. Um, coach had an amazing year. Got, got his team to the Final Four. Got that's his team huge. to national championship as a player yep. and as a coach. So shout out to that dude but they're gonna definitely learn from this experience they they knew they they had something special this year and they really could have put the icing you know what i'm saying on top of that cake unfortunately they fell short but beating duke twice and then sending coach k packing for his last game ever yeah and you, so you really gotta you, know you really you really gotta give a little bit of credit to the acc too right this is probably one of the worst acc seasons from a holistic standpoint from a conference Right. Mm -hmm. SEC, everyone's like, oh, Auburn, Kentucky, Tennessee, all those guys are going to make the biggest difference. And what happened? You have two ACC's teams in the final four and they proved to be a best game. And honestly, as much as this was unpredicted from a final four standpoint, it was probably one of the best final fours you could have seen, you know, how close those games were at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I give I give my hats off to the UNC guys, especially just like I said, from a UNC fan standpoint, this is probably one of the worst UNC teams, but they figured it out and they toughed it out and they let all the voices yeah. out of their head and they were able to prevail all the way to the final four, all the way to the championship game. And, you know, you got you to give them respect for that. So, um, yeah, all to the all to those UNC guys, even to the Duke guys working their tail off. Um, but, you know, Kansas wins at the end of the day and, you know, good luck to Kansas and, uh, you know, much appreciated for a good kind of – a good – uh Competitive standpoint, if that makes sense. Yeah. Great season. Yeah. Really interesting. Uh, anything else? Anything else you guys want to touch on real quick before we hey, the, um The draft is coming up. A whole yeah. bunch of shit's moving on that board. You already know who number one pick's going to be. Hutchinson, Michigan. Go blue, baby. Go blue. Hey, man. You know what? I'm going to let you have it. I don't have enough energy to make fun of your Michigan boys, all right? I'm just going to leave. I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you sit with that, all right? Let it sizzle in your soul a little bit, all right? Always. What you saying? Let's get it. All right. Hey, yeah, we'll catch you guys. Episode 27 of The Trenches coming at you guys. Uh, as always, we got both our guys remote this week, SK and Don Gordon, but we will be back at you hopefully next week with episode 28. You know there's plenty to talk about. Like you said, we get the draft. We got more uh, st- NFL free agency still going on. 
So, Ooh, I mean, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a yeah. lot. There's Pictures a lot happening right now. As usual. You know, so, uh, yeah, we, we'll, we'll catch you guys next week. We'll have a lot to talk about. Be easy. Easy. Peace.